Hey, this episode may contain some challenging topics discussed. If anything said makes you feel uncomfortable or raise any concerns, there are contact details for services that can help you in the description below. Kids Helpline can be contacted on 1800 55 1800. For emergencies, contact 000. Welcome to Youth Ally. On today's episode, we are exploring how to support your friends who are struggling with mental health issues. We all know a friend who maybe needs a little extra friendship or support, but how do we do that safely and in the best interest of our friends? My name is Jake and with me is Paris. How are you today, Paris? Good, thanks, PY. How are you? How was your week? It's going pretty good so far and um, yeah, looking forward to the episode. Awesome. On today's episode, we're interviewing Josie Larkin from Are You Okay? So hi, Josie. Thanks for, for joining us today. Uh, we have a a running theme kind of on this podcast where we ask each of our guests this question. And the question is, what is your favorite form of potato? My favorite form of potato. That is a good question. Cause you can have potatoes anywhere you want, really. Exactly. Um, yeah. I'd say the hash brown. I love hash brown. That's great. I don't think I've yeah heard someone respond with hash brown. I'd have to agree. <laughs> hash browns, immaculate. I, reckon. I find them. I maybe I've like become sensitized to um, Macca's hash browns because when I don't have, when I have a hash brown that's not from Macca's I tend not to like it. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. The Macca's ones a lot. <laughs> Macca's ones are great. <laughs> Hi, Josie. Um, this is Paris. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. Um, we think it's a really important conversation to have. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Um, can no we just worries. get you to t- tell us a little bit about yourself and I guess how you're involved with Are You Okay and your roles in that? Um, so my dad, Gavin, actually started Are You Okay in 2009. So my dad's father, my grandfather, suicided, um, I can't remember what year, sometime in the 90s. And my dad basically saw that Someone could have helped him had they had this communal conversation and a destigmatized view of mental health within the community. And he saw his dad struggling and didn't know it was depression and he wanted to change that. Yeah. So I'm an ambassador on behalf of Are You Okay Now because of Dan. Yeah, awesome. That's, you know, obviously a really sad way to be involved, but I guess being able to have that personal experience and advocating for what's really important to make a change. I think it's amazing what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Are you okay doing great things for the community? I'm really proud to be involved with them. Awesome. So we'll um, yeah, get into the, the questions. Our first question we'd like to ask is, how do you see the signs of a friend who's struggling? Um, that's a great question. So I think that's one of the biggest things that people have um, difficulty with. But with a friend, as everyone is an individual, the signs of a struggle can often be pretty individualized too. So it's really just if you see any major changes in a friend, um, maybe they really are passionate about something and then they start, you know, pulling back from that passion a little bit, like if they're into rugby and they're no longer playing or if they love building Lego and they're no longer collecting and giving away some of their Lego. You can kind of pick up on those signs like that. Also social withdrawal when they don't, they're not too keen on coming out anymore or doing the things that they'd normally do with 
um, their friends, other things like school sometimes if their if their school habits change. Um, it can be a sign of some struggle, whether that be they're doing worse or even that like suddenly school is the only thing that they want to concentrate on. That can be a sign of a bit of a dis- trying to distract themselves from their feelings, so on and so forth. So it's really, um, you know your friend best. And if something's feeling off about them, more often than not, it's a great opportunity to take a step and check in on them. Yeah, and I think that's, I guess we get sort of taught that in school, trying to ad- identify situations where we can notice that someone's not doing okay. But I think the thing we don't really get taught is what do we actually say? Who do we tell? What do we do when we notice that, when we notice somebody's struggling? But how can we go about that in the best possible way, I guess? Yeah, so another great, um, great thing to be able to have the knowledge of. Um, so the first thing that you can say is probably just also I might preface, you've got to be in the mental position to do this yourself because it might be a very heavy conversation. So if you don't think mentally you're in the right place, maybe get someone else to do it. But you basically approach in a really easy manner. Don't make too much of a formality out of it because sometimes that can be very confronting for people. Um, and just basically be like, I've noticed this or that, or how are you feeling about this? There's been a lot of changes in our lives recently or in your life recently. Sly, but not too heavy ways of approaching the conversation, but leaving it open and up to them to tell you what they want to say. And in the same breath, if they aren't willing to really open up and, um, you can tell that there is something wrong, but they're kind of glazing past it. Maybe you're not the right person that they want to talk to, and that's completely fine. Try and find someone else in their life who you think they can trust to have that conversation with because the most important thing is about getting them help and um, the understanding that people are there for them, and it's not really about our feelings and how we feel rejected if they don't want to talk to us or you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, and I think that's really important as well. I think sometimes, you know, you think if somebody doesn't want to talk to you, it's that rejection feeling, you've done something wrong. But I think it's not necessarily that. It's about understanding that people feel comfortable and feel that they can talk to different people in different situations. So I think, yeah, exactly what you said, that's really important to recognise. Yeah, exactly. Can um, I think it be, can be really difficult for young people to perhaps, you know, confront their friends about mental health problems it could be quite overwhelming um do you think there's a a specific point perhaps where uh someone should tell maybe a more experienced adult about problems that their friend is having or is it just kind of each case is different and unique um yeah it's very important to reach out to an adult uh with these big conversations we're youth, we can't always, you know, be expected to be the saviour in every story. Um, we're also just figuring out life ourselves. So an adult is a very important person to have within this um, uh, situation. And you don't always have to go to an adult with all the information all of the time, but it's important to keep someone involved in the situation who's a trusted adult. Um, responsible and who can mentally, you know, 
uh, handle what's going on because it, sometimes it's very confronting, you know, talking about some thoughts that you might have or, you know, depression, anxiety, things like that. And an adult is 110%, cannot stress this enough, very important in this type of situation. A teacher, a mentor, um, a friend's parent, your parent, an auntie, anybody, anyone that you can find who is trusted in this situation needs to be involved. Yeah, and can I just add to that as well? I think sometimes as young people you get caught up in, you know, the other person's um, issues and I guess you're worried about that response if you were to go to an adult or go to somebody um, and you're worried about the implication of that response, I guess, from the person struggling. Do you have any tips on, I guess, the best way to approach it? I know you said a trusted adult, but is there anything else, that feeling of sort of guilt giving away um, an issue that you feel they didn't want that shared, I guess? How do you do that while, you know, you're helping them but you also feel that guilt on not doing the right thing, I guess. Yeah, so um, when involving an adult, 110%, always ask the person involved what they're comfortable with um, sharing with an adult and also who they want that point of reference to be. So, for example, in this situation, if you, you're noticing your friend kind of withdrawing a bit and struggling and they say, no, I don't want to tell anyone, like, this is so private, I, I can't even fathom the thought of anybody knowing, let alone, you know, my teacher or my mum. The po- important thing to get across there is that, one, someone does need to know, but it has to be someone that they trust and are comfortable with. So it's not up to us to decide, oh, I think I'm going to go to this person because they'll have a great um, response. That might be, you know, who we would go to with this news. But it's all about the person who um, is struggling and they've got to lead the way on that. So if they say, I don't want my mum to know, okay, we've got to find someone else. Mm-hmm. Maybe your mum will find out later. Yeah. But it's really important to stay in communication with them and that they're comfortable with who it's being shared with and what is being shared. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I think that's really important. And I know you mentioned it before briefly, but... I guess how did how do you say I can't have this conversation with someone who is trying to talk to you if it doesn't help you mentally if you're not in the capacity to I guess have that conversation and try and help how do you how do you say that to somebody what do you what do you respond with how do you sort of go about that um, that's a really tricky situation um, but it's really important that we guard our own mental health and what we're ready to hear and what we're ready not to hear. Um, so with that, number one, if if we're the person that's sharing, you always should preface it with, are you in the mental space to hear this right now? Yeah. But if you're the one that's receiving the information or having this conversation with somebody, um, I think the best way to go about it would be to gently say like, um, this is really important and how you feel is is really, really, really important to me. But right now, I just can't hear it. And so can we find someone else for you to talk with or some other time that we can set up to have this conversation? Because I don't think that I'm in the most appropriate headspace for this 
or I'm not the most appropriate person to be talking about this with because I, you know, you might get triggered by something or um, it might just be not your time to hear it. And to gently um, come across with that information, but the most important thing there, there is also not to shut down the conversation because you want them to have it with somebody, even if it's not you Mm -hmm. or some other time with you when you are ready. Yeah. Yeah, I think that leads um, nicely into our next question. Is there any kind of advice you'd give to um, if we wanted to seek help for a friend but not involve ourselves personally? Is there any advice you'd give to as to how we would go about that? Um, yeah, that's another really important thing, actually. So one way that we could go, go about that is, again, finding someone else um, in their lives who you know is important to them or um, that you might be comfortable opening up with. And having a conversation with that person, being like, hey, I've noticed Jenny isn't um, as interested in this anymore and she's kind of withdrawing a bit. I'm a bit worried about her. Is there anything, is there any possibility that you might be able to have a chat with her and see what's going on? Um, a, A way to like put them in contact with somebody so that they can you know, talk with the person who's struggling without you having to be the point of reference if you're not ready for that or if maybe you're not even close to that person and you're noticing and you're going to a close friend of theirs, you know. Um, Yeah, just someone that you know they'll trust and they'll be able to talk with openly. Yeah, awesome. And I think sort of this follows through with everything we've been talking about but I guess being that person who takes on – other people's struggles or other people's um I guess sort of their way of thinking how do you look after yourself at that moment and if somebody keeps sharing with you and you know you've got your own things going on or you've got things that are you're struggling with how do you look after yourself and what can you do are there any services available or what's the best sort of way to go about that again um yes So we have to remember when we're having these conversations with people that we are also a priority. Um, As much as we need to be there for them, we also need to be there for ourselves. So a great way to do that is find something that you love and prioritize it. Um, Another way to do that is to check in with yourself. Maybe that's journaling or um, meditating, doing something that helps you figure out how you feel, where your head's at, um, and what's really affecting you um, negatively or maybe even positively um, that you want to do more or less of to help you um, approach these sorts of difficult conversations with people. Um, Obviously, it's a very individual thing, once again, but anything that you feel can help you mentally relax or figure out where you want to be where you're at is um very important to do here that could be going for a walk playing with your dog um volunteering somewhere anything really we just have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of other people yeah and just look exactly what you said looking after ourselves so we can be that person when the time comes or if the time comes to help that friend out or to help that person you're 100 percent Correct. I think it's really important to look after yourself and sort of find that time for yourself. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks so much for the, the insight that you've shared with us so far, Josie. Is there anything else that you would like to share with the young people listening while you have the, the platform now? Um, I think I'd just like to say as someone who's experienced um, mental illness in my life, you'd be so surprised how many people are going through the same thing as you. Um, it's an isolating experience sometimes. Um, because it is in your in your head and you're you're trapped in it's trapped inside your body and you feel like no one can understand. But um, there's so many people out there who've experienced things like this too. And talking about it, you would not believe how the weight lifts off your shoulders. It feels like you've been held down by a, a ton of bricks. Um, and sometimes that initial conversation is really scary, especially if you're the one who has to reach out to someone and say, hey, I'm not doing okay, rather than someone coming to you. Yeah. But I'd say that the best way to go about those things, for me, I wrote a letter to my mum to, to tell her what I was going through because I felt like the words were too heavy. Any way that you feel that you can get across to someone that you're not doing well, it's important to do. Don't put it off. It will snowball. You need to do it when you feel um, that it's getting too much to handle. As soon as, you know, any thoughts come into your head or you're losing your um, love for certain things in your life and you can feel yourself withdrawing a little bit, that's the time to act on it. And you don't want to leave it too late. Yeah, and I think as well, there's so many people around you, friends, family that care so much about you and that are willing to help you and willing to have that conversation. And I think reaching out obviously is the hardest step. But after that, again, there's so many people around that are willing to help. So I guess just finding that person and taking that first step initially obviously is the hardest. But after that, I think it, it does get better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, just, you know, you won't believe how, how good it feels afterwards. And, and every step that comes after that, you take it one at a time. It's, it's a long journey, but it's an important one. And you don't want to, you don't want to, um, keep that, those feelings and those thoughts to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. We really appreciate you, um, speaking to us today, Josie, and yes, sharing and speaking so honestly, uh, yeah, thanks for all the work you do at Are You Okay as well. Keep up the good work there. And um, Thank you. Thanks, Josie. No, it's been awesome chatting to you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Big thanks to Josie for providing us with some clarity on how to be the best mate that we can be. Yeah, an awesome episode. I personally learned a lot from that and I guess understanding how to be the best support person for young people and for our friends. Who are thoughts? Yeah, I, I found it really interesting talking when she, Josie was talking about how uh, as a friend we can best help our friends and maybe the best thing that we can do is perhaps getting someone else to help because, yeah, we're not experts in mental health and being okay to not be the kind of hero or the saviour to kind of take take on all the, the weight of your, your mate's problems is an okay thing 
to do. Yep, and in the end, again, it's okay not to be okay and reach out and finding that help is the best possible thing you can do to get yourself the best help you need and to get better. Yeah, no doubt. Don't forget about the Youth Ally video competitions. Uh, Submissions open soon. For any information and resources, check out the description. Look out for our next episode in the coming weeks. We'll catch you on the next episode. See ya.